Welcome to another 88.5 SoCal Sound session. I am Julie Slater, midday DJ here at the station, and I am here with Campbell Burns from Vacations. Hello, nice to meet you. Welcome. Thanks Thank for so bringing much. the entire band. I appreciate it. And performing some songs for us. That's okay, anytime. Uh, the new album is out, No Place Like Home. Mm -hmm. How does it, well, first I want to talk about, you just moved to LA, so your, your band's from Australia. Yes. But you alone decided, hey, I'm going to move to LA. What brought that about? Uh, I had a very, um, I guess, I'm trying to think of the way, I'm trying to think of the right kind of word here, but my December in 2022 was a bit of a roller coaster. I went through a lot of events that happened, um, be it a breakup, uh, death of a you know, friend, uh, my car got stolen, um, and I just kind of reached this point where I was like, I need to move away from my hometown. I'm, I'm done here. And... I think it was this feeling that had been building up for a while because I'm 28 now, um, but I've been wanting to move to the US. In particular, I wanted to move to New York since I was about 22, 23. Um, but because Newcastle served as a home base and I was touring so much, I got my fix of, you know, cosplaying as if I was like living overseas or pretending that I was living overseas through touring. But it reached a point where I felt like I had ticked every box that I could in Australia from a career perspective um, and I was hitting my ceiling and I felt like I needed some kind of change. I did try Melbourne for about six weeks but I felt like I was doing the same thing and I think it was more of the culture and the atmosphere of Australia that I really needed a break from and I enjoyed my time a lot in the US. I had a working visa. We had done multiple tours over there that were very successful and it did and this does feel a bit cliche but it did really feel like the land of opportunity and I felt like it made sense but before that even happened I traveled for about five six months no fixed address um constantly on the move just myself in a suitcase which was really liberating but inevitably that got to a point where I was burnt out and fatigued um and whilst I was living this minimalist lifestyle I missed just having things. I miss having my own bed. I miss going to the shops and just picking out, I don't know, a bottle of olive oil. Like, what am I, which one am I going to buy? Like, or, you know, just things like that. Really simple things that I think you don't recognize or take notice of in your day to day, but they really do kind of ground you and are just like natural things that we do as humans. And I just wasn't experiencing that. So, I think after the UK tour, that was in May of that year. Oh no, it was 2023, so last year. Um, some things happened and I was like, okay, I think I want to make the jump to the US. I was still betting on New York, but talked it over with my manager, my publisher, and they were like, look, you should probably try LA just for a year because it's where every songwriter, producer, it's where you know, if you really want to make the most of your career, you should probably be based. And I was getting to know more of the community there and I got to see the city outside of Hollywood, particularly the east side, which I fell in love with. And I was like, look, I'll give it a try. And yeah, since then, I've been here now for about probably seven months. Um, in saying that, the longest amount of time I've spent since being here is about two weeks because I travel so Always much. Always on tour. On tour, yeah. always on tour. Um, did you create a sense of home, though, for yourself here? I did, I did. I eventually it? found a really wonderful house with one of my best friends who's also a songwriter and producer, and now we have 
two studios running at all times and there's just so much like sunlight that comes through the windows and there's a beautiful garden. Um, it's in a very quiet, peaceful neighborhood on top of like a mountain that overlooks the valley. It's just, it's perfect. So it, it does feel like home and it's slowly becoming home because I'm getting things, I'm collecting things. There's things that remind me of home, whether that's Australia or, you know, transitioning into this new home, which is now LA. And um, I guess finding that community and making friends as an adult, which is a very weird and difficult thing that I don't think gets talked about enough. Um, but just, just, I guess, getting used to everything, especially like things that were initially a culture shock are now just the norm to me. And it's kind of funny because now it's like a Uno reverse card where I go back home and I'm like, wait, why do we do this? Or why do we do that? You know, I'm becoming acclimatized to the US and it is slowly becoming home. And I, I, I do really enjoy it here. I don't know if I'll be in LA forever um, or where I'll be, but for now, this is my uh, going back to when you, you said when you were kind of traveling and then finding a place in L.A., mm. so the name of your new album, No Place Like Home, did, that ins did all of that inspire you, like the idea of what home means to you? Uh, well, I, don't, no, any, I don't want to diffuse it. No, the name is just... How about, is there any Wizard of Oz reference in there? There's No Place Like Home? Have you ever clicked your... No, I never, I never, <laughs> the, first, the, first, the first and only time I tried to watch Wizard of Oz, I greened out in the first two <laughs> minutes, so I didn't last. Um, but um, that was more of a name that just came to mind as I was writing the album, pitched it to the guys, and it was like, yeah, that works. And there was just no other contender, and we just stuck with it ever since. Um, I don't know, uh, this is... Because I, I don't know why I write songs about certain things. I just happen to write about it. And it's only until people point that out to me that it's like, oh, that is a common theme. And something I guess I do tend to write about a lot is that idea of home and what is community, um, what is your identity within that community, and how does that help you grow and foster like your relationships and you know your own individuality. Um, but yeah, it's not like I'm consciously thinking about any of that when I'm so writing. You write, like, you write things and then if you get interviewed, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to explain all this. And yes. maybe, maybe some of it you can't even explain. It just no, it's, 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 it's true though, because I, I, uh, I think people tend to think, I don't know, maybe every musician's different, but I think some people tend to um, believe that maybe musicians like sit down and they're like, okay, I'm gonna write about this, when in actuality, I tend to think of it more as, and at least based on my experiences of therapy, it's like you don't necessarily, you might have a vague idea, of yourself and what you want to talk about, but it's not until you reach that point of emotional climax where you're like, oh, all these emotions just pour out of you. And you're like, oh, I've got this, this thing, this emotion right in front of me. And in that moment, sometimes I can't identify it and I won't be able to label it till a period of time, maybe six months, a year, much later on where I'm like, oh, that's what my past self was going through. And I tend to think that song meanings as well can change and fluctuate over time because as songs are written, recorded, mixed, mastered, and you know, sent out into the world, it, it, it does change. Um, especially when you start playing it for fans and it, it becomes their song and then you interact with your fans or you, you do these interviews and people are like, oh, is this song about a breakup? And it's like, well, to you it might be, to me it's about something else completely different. It, it's, I find it really interesting how that can change over time. What about some, so you played three songs here, uh, Next Exit, Midwest, Close Quarters. Do you want to talk about any of those songs? Like, what about, I watched the video for Midwest. Yeah. It's we, like in a desert, and there's a phone booth. 
It's a yeah. horse. Mm -hmm. You want to explain any of that? Is there any explanation? Um, I would love to explain it. That is one I would love to explain if Jake was here. Jake is the creative director for the band, so he manages all the videos. So I feel like I can't necessarily speak out on the visuals. Um, I mean, I guess I could, but I, I could speak out on the song and the lyrics. Yeah. So happy to dive more into that if you'd like. Sure. What would you like to do? Yeah, I mean, just about Midwest. I guess, uh, so I do an 88.5 album dive, so we dig, you know, we kind of dive into all the songs on a record. Mm. I guess anything about Midwest, like, what does that song mean to you? Uh, oh, man, that song is sad. It's beautiful. It's bittersweet. It's, um, you're in the club with your friends at, like, three in the morning, but you're, like, crying as you're dancing to, like, the best song you've ever heard. Maybe it's, like... I don't know, a Blue Monday song, or New Order, that, that Blue Monday song, anyway. Um, it, it, it's, more of a, it's more of a song, because I was, I was going through relationships while I was uh, touring, and it was kind of these, like, situation, probably more situationships, which I hate using that word, but, you know, it's like there's a lot of uncertainty, and you don't really know what's going to happen. You're far from home, you're far away from this person, you're essentially having this relationship through the phone, where it's like phone calls, texting, trying to build a sense of intimacy and closeness and maintain that and, again, grow as individuals but also as a couple together. Um, but it's, it gets really hard and with that uncertainty, you come home and then it's like, it just doesn't work out and I, I just kind of kept going through those experiences. And I wanted to write something about that that encapsulated that feeling of where you're aware that it's not working but you're desperately trying to hold on to the fact that it could work out because ultimately, you want it to. You want to be accepted by this person. And maybe they do too. Um, but I didn't want to make a sad song. I didn't want to make it like this acoustic number that's just like a ballad. I wanted to make it something upbeat and almost deceptive because being deceptive in songwriting can be really fun. So instrumentally, it's a bop, but then lyrically, it's, it's quite tragic. I feel like when I listen to your music, it makes me feel like it's, it's upbeat shoegaze music. Yeah, yeah, no, I <laughs> So you I have that. a nice way of blending, you know... Well, that, a shoegaze is, like, what I listened to a lot um, growing up. Like, when I was 14, 15 uh, on YouTube, I got recommended, like, Slow Dive, My Bloody Valentine. That led to Mogwai, Explosions in the Sky, Mono. Um, heaps of really good shoegaze post-rock bands that really informed my guitar sound because I couldn't believe that a guitar could sound like that. So, That's really cool. Being a kid and using the money that I had, I bought um, like delay pedals and reverbs and distortions. I bought a Jaguar without the tremolo bar, which was a dumb move in hindsight, but I just wanted the guitar because everybody used it. So. And you play a ton of instruments, right? Is guitar your main one? or? Yeah, guitar is my main one. Guitar is my main instrument. And then I can play a bit of bass, um, but not like a bass player. I play bass like a guitar player. And then... Bit of piano, bit of drums, sing. Recently took up banjo because I want to lean more into like Americana. Um, particularly something we explored over this album was like uh, Nashville guitar tunings, lap steels. Yeah, I had banjos. never heard of Nashville guitar tuning. No, neither till this album, and like, because there's only so many because <sighs> there's only so many times I can like pick up a guitar, and I've said this so many times in interviews, but I really need to drive this point home. But play like 
a major seventh jazz chord with a bit of vibrato on it because I think that's what fans want and it's a very bedroom pop sound, but I'm so bored of it and I've been doing it for years now. We've almost been a band for 10 years and like, you know, I'm almost 30, which is scary to think about. And it's like, I just don't care. I want to play like, I want to explore like open tunings. I want to explore like, how can I recreate feelings or emotions that I've expressed before in the past? How can I reinterpret it in this way where it's like, what if you took that sound but you played it on an acoustic guitar and then it's like, what if that acoustic guitar was in like open D and then yeah, you had a lap steel and how can you still make that sound like you? It's like such an interesting thing to me. I think a lot of people can get in the mindset where it's like, oh, but this album doesn't sound like this album. And it's like, that's okay. You can listen to that other album, but artists need to like keep developing their sound. So I'm like constantly interested in like new instruments because otherwise I would just get bored of it. Like, and I've heard that you, in the last couple of days, maybe recorded a couple of new songs. Yeah, we've got um, seven new songs, seven new ideas. Will it be a different sound than this album? That's yeah, I, I think it should be out of necessity. I thought, I, again, I hate repeating myself. It's funny um, seeing, yeah, I know, that's like a whole other thing I could rant about. <laughs> about um, what? What's that? About what? Oh, just just like, because like, you know, you, I think everyone does it, but you're like, okay, like I'm going to check some album reviews and like you can be really proud of this work and you can get like really good comments, but the ones that always stick out are like, you know, the negative comments, which I love. I love negative comments. I love hot takes because I find it more interesting, but sometimes you get comments and it's like, oh, this album just sounds like the last album. And I'm like, how did you get to that <laughs> conclusion? Like I can't, but it's interesting. I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun to explore those um, those opinions. I don't read too much into it. I think yeah, I think to... it would be oh, it's hell. I against used... your soul I got my... to read a lot of reviews on yeah. anything, you yeah. know, for anybody. Before I got my um, pure OCD diagnosis, that really, like, ruled over me when I was, like, 20, 21 and being perceived on, like, quite an international level with the release of Vi... Well, not, like, a huge international level, but I was, like, you know, local musician and then someone uh, in the States uploaded Vibes. Might have been David Day and Birkenhart. He's a really good... Uh, tastemaker but then yeah everyone just commenting on these tracks and I was like oh my this it is wasn't TikTok a big influence for you? like really got you guys widespread being known yeah but before TikTok there's always something else and yeah. that like back in 2016 2017 it would have been um when bedroom pop was really in its heyday uh would have been SoundCloud and YouTube and just people uploading music all these like curators um tastemakers that had a following and that was like a viral moment for us. I think we're just now used to the extremes of a platform like TikTok where it's like virality is actually like, you know, you're getting millions of streams at once. Um, I think that's, it, it, there's always been some medium or some way to be viral. I just think it's getting more and more into that extreme, you know, like. When was the first moment, you guys get a lot of like hundreds of thousands of streams even on a brand new song. Mm. When was the moment that you felt that energy that things were really turning a corner for you guys? Uh, for probably the first US tour we did. I know we had a viral, like, t like Young for instance was viral before that moment, but it was all on a screen. So it didn't mean anything to me in a sense, you know, it's like, it's like waking up one day and it's like, wow, I have a lot of Instagram followers. Like it just doesn't feel real or tangible. Um, but that first US tour, actually being able to see all of these people in a room singing, dancing. Yeah. You know, they don't sound that like you. They're so different. Real it's like, crazy. oh wow, like you actually care because 
you know, very, very well could have been one of those bands where it's like, yeah, we're viral, but then like no one actually goes to the show, like no one cares, which is such a common thing to happen for TikTok artists, but we've done like the reverse where like we actually have a growing fan base that continues to grow and is now this community where people like really care about the band, but they also like, you know, become friends through that and they like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, it's it's, just, it's really it's a really it's a really beautiful thing. It's like it's nice to actually see it in person, right? Right, and like, build, like you're building a community yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of the band, but because of the band, that's neat. Yeah. All right, so uh, you're going to be going on tour. I know you have an Australian tour. You'll be coming back to the states for mm -hmm. No Place Like Home. Uh, yeah, we're trying to plan a tour later this year. I can't say when. I also don't really know when. <laughs> I try to keep myself in the dark it, it, to an extent with those things because it's like yeah. I just need to be like you know, uh, like a buzzword, mindful, and just like, um, you know, being in the moment at every point, rather than like, okay, what's gonna happen in six months, what's gonna happen in 12 months, because it's like, anything could happen in that time, you know? And you're on, you guys are doing Jimmy Kimmel tomorrow, that's fun. Yeah, that'll be fun, I'll have a teleprompter, which I'm oh, really excited for. wow, I didn't realize. Well, just in case I forget the lyrics. So you don't have to remember anything. I, <laughs> I, I have to remember the melody. <laughs> I can't just talk about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, that's cool. I hope you guys uh, have a great tour. Thank you so much for coming by. Yeah, that's uh, a good no anytime. place like home. Uh, Appreciate it. Really fun seeing you guys perform. You sound great. And uh, can't wait to see what's next and hear even more new songs coming up. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for your time. Thanks. Cool.
What's it like for you? How's your day? Surprised to be here. Play life on. Real- 
Sun.